Hey everyone, I don't have a ton of time right now to kind of give a lot of updates or do full episodes, um, but I did want to kind of touch base with everybody. Um, I have been getting a lot of emails from people, which is really great, and I'm responding um, to everyone, which is extremely uplifting, so I appreciate everybody for that. Um, I hope that my, um, insight is useful and helpful, um, which is the whole point of this podcast is, you know, uniting survivors, um, or people that are currently being abused, um, to letting everyone know we're not alone in this, as it can be such an isolating thing. Um... This past weekend, I planned on doing an update, but um, I kind of had, for lack of a better term, an episode. Um, I know I've discussed it before, um, but for those that are survivors, I've kind of felt alone in this, and I know I'm not alone, but um, definitely had some relapse of, you know, feeling crazy, feeling a little bit insane, um, not in control of my body, uh, nervous breakdown type freak out session on Saturday. Um, didn't even, I, it, it, the crazy thing is with PTSD or CPTSD, and, you know, I mean, as I'm freaking out, there's a part of my brain that is the logical side that's saying, shut the hell up. What are you doing? You know, are you just trying to burn down the house? Um, not literally, but figuratively. Um, while simultaneously my mouth is still running and my other side of my brain is running a million miles an hour, just, you know, speaking ridiculousness. Um, the amount of um, triggers, really, for lack of a better word, um, can be overwhelming at times. And when you, um, it could be from a coworker, it could be from a family member, it could be from a partner, it could be from a child, um, a parent, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, I guess that would classify as a family member, but. Um, anyone in your life. We're a total stranger. And, and they do something that seems narcissistic. Um, it can just set you off. Um, there's a reason I avoid most social media and I do not get invested or involved in confrontation. Um, I don't need that energy in my life. I don't want that energy in my life. Um, it's not healthy for me to engage um, with those that I know won't listen. Um, those are not the people I wish to have in my life anyway. So what's the point in attempting to change someone's mentality if I see they have abusive mentality? It's not going to fix it. The only thing I can do is try to help warn others of those types of people um, 
to keep them safe as well. Um, those that actually are empathetic, those that actually care. But, I mean, you know, it's crazy when you think you're healed and you do all this work and you've been working so hard on yourself and studying and research and digging deep. I mean, I dig deep on a daily basis as to why I do the things I do. Um, sometimes it looks like I'm doing nothing, but a lot of times I'm just in my own head questioning, you know, what's going on. Um, what's going on? Where am I? Um, yeah, so, so, I don't really know how to explain it other than you're going to have those moments. You're going to have those moments of weaknesses. Um, you're not crazy. You're not a narcissist. <laughs> you know, I mean, I even had those thoughts like, am I doing things that are narcissistic? You know, um, it's reactive. It's, you know, part of this whole reactive abuse and lashing out because of reactivity, because of your past, because you don't want to take any more shit, um, or have anybody, you know, give you shit. Um, and it's, it's, it's unfair. Um, I don't like that side of me. I don't want that side of me. And the most I can do is, is do my best to, um, minimize that type of energy in my life um, the best way I know how. I'm going to be doing more research and maybe look into some, um, you know, eye movement therapy. I want to say it's called EMDR, I believe. Um, you know, do some research on that. Maybe that'll help um, with some of these traumatic moments that I've had in my life um, going back and um, revisiting them from a different perspective to try to make it not as, um, not, not as triggering, not bringing up as many emotions and having an overflow of emotions surface. Um, I want those things to kind of be laid to rest in me. And I feel like I'm becoming a more whole individual. Um, <clears throat> but when you have those moments of weakness, you can, you, you know, I mean, I don't know if, if you have felt it, but you, you can really just, you know, bring the entire castle down, everything you've been building, everything you've been working on, if you're not careful. So, um, I mean, it took me a good three days to kind of get out of that. I, I kind of went through a depression after, um, <clears throat> I had the buildup that was about a day. I had the blow up that was about 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, and then the minor little, um, almost like the after effects is like, there was still miniature blow ups and miniature, um, pains that were still unsettled in me. Um, and I'm sure there's still some there's, there's still some trimmers that are going to start to, you know, rumble around, um, I think for the most part, I'm a little bit more mentally clear at this point. Um, 
you know, I, I, I uh, have been trying to stay centered. I've been working out, which always seems to help me um, recenter and refocus my energy. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of my working out is is surrounded with some med- meditation, um, some time alone, um, which is hard to find. I've got to go pick up my kids now, um, today, so I can't make this too much longer. I did receive an email yesterday, um, from a listener who brought up and conjured up a lot of, um, there was a lot of things that, you know, are being done, um, that are eerily similar. I mean, I know with the narcissist, there are many similarities. Um, but, um, and I think it really struck a chord with me. Um, I don't really want to divulge everything at this point without his, um, approval, but, um, it really struck a chord with me on a deep level, um, about what a narcissist can really do to you and the things you can forget until it's, you know, you go back and you read it. And I think that it's important, um, in your healing process to be sure to document. Um, and sometimes if you're feeling healthy and you're feeling strong to go back and reread them and try to view them with a different mindset, um, and see those little warning flags, see those little things, those little pressure points that they, um, try on you, the, the gaslighting, the, the intimidation. Intimidation is, is an extremely big one. Just little subtleties, especially with a covert narcissist of, you know, without directly telling you, but this is where I'm drawing the line. You're going to act obedient or else type mentality. Um, you know what happens if you don't, you know? So, you know, the, the threats, the, um, biggest mistake I made was telling my narcissist that she was a narcissist. And that kind of got resurfaced today. Um, don't, 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 don't do that ever. Don't tell your narcissist she's a narcissist or he, he's a narcissist. Don't, don't do it. I mean, you know, I've done research. I've done research on narcissism. I did the studies. I did the tests online, that kind of stuff. I've heard it all. I'm not a narcissist. In fact, I'm an empath. I've heard that. Um, I've heard that a few times. Um, in fact, I think you're the narcissist because you gaslight, because you deflect, because you project. It's, it's basically reading everything through their, you know, truth twisting lens and projecting it back onto you because they are so deeply divided in their own self and who they are that they, they've worn that mask for so long. They literally are incapable of recognizing their faults and they can tell you they recognize their faults, but they will dismiss it. I did this because of this, but you, you do this because of, and then follows the guilt and the guilt and the shame and the shame. And I've done all these things. Let me give you a laundry list of the things I've done. And then when it comes to the list of the things you've done, it will be all you do is blank, you know, whatever it might be work. All you do is stay home and take care of the house. 
and just dismiss it, downplay it. Um, the goal there is, is complete supremacy, needing to feel entitled, needing to feel adored, to feel glorified, to feel like you're groveling at their feet. They want complete submission. They will stop at nothing until they have that. And the thing is, it's impossible to give that because that's not a relationship. That's a dictatorship. That's a, a warden and a prisoner. That's not healthy and it's not attainable. But the narcissist does not view it that way because the world literally revolves around them in their mind. They are, it's like they're on an episode of the Truman show and they're just the, the main character. You're the puppet. I mean, they're the puppet master. You're the puppet. Why are you trying to break your strings? Why are you trying to become a real boy or girl? And they don't understand it. And so when they start to feel fear of losing you, instead of telling you, I'm afraid our relationship going down a, a path that I can't, I, I feel like I don't have a grasp on what's going on or an understanding. Can you speak to me about what you're feeling? Let's open up a dialogue, um, about the things that are, that, that are hurting you. Um, and let's see if we can find a compromise. Like what, what are the things that are hurting me? What are the things that are hurting you? Let's, let's, let's talk about this in a, in a healthy way. And if we're not able to talk about it at that moment, we table it and we move on to another subject, but being able to hear each other openly is, is, is healthy be able to really hear, not just listen, but to hear. And a narcissist is incapable of that. It's going to constantly be you, 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 shame, 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 me, me, me. Um, and they will attack you from every direction. If they feel fear, they will attack your spiritual beliefs. They will tell you who you are. Um, they will tell you because they know you better than you do. And you can't even trust yourself. And setting up that dynamic makes you question yourself. It makes you question your, your standards, who you are, your core values. Um, because if you can't trust yourself, especially in your spiritual beliefs, I mean, they know you better than you do. You should trust them because they're the only ones that are going to tell you how it is. It's wrong. That's clearly wrong. And any logical person could see that from the outside, but when you're going through it and they chip away just your, your outer shell and then just hollow you out, they just hollow you out until you're just, they can slide right in to your skin and be you. And it's, it's, they want you to literally just be a robotic puppet that praises them and worships them and adores them and lets them do whatever they want with no questions asked. They want zero liability for anything that goes wrong in the relationship. It's dangerous. It's sad. If you're in this situation, you need to get out. Do more research. If you're not ready to get out, Start looking up things on <clears throat> how it's possible to 
survive in a relationship with a narcissist, what are the sacrifices you're going to have to make to make that work? Because I did it. I looked it up. I read books. I even read a book about it. It's impossible. Um, it's not, it's not possible to do without losing yourself, without eventually just giving up, eventually becoming that puppet and you will lose yourself and you could very well, if it carried out through the rest of your life, just die empty. And you deserve better than that. Everybody does. So if you don't have an escape, you don't have an escape route. You don't have any way to make it on your own. Start planning your exodus. If you know this is what you need to do and you don't know how to do it, start planning. Start researching. Finding people you can trust. Finding those that you can connect with. Don't overwhelm them <laughs> off, the, off the bat. Um, but you know, if they're open to it and it's someone you truly, truly trust, they should be open to it. And, and you can, you know, let them in a little bit. Once you leave your narcissist, if you're still in the relationship, it's amazing how many people will turn around and be like, Oh my God, I saw that for so long. I didn't know it was as bad as it was, but I could see it. That doesn't surprise me. You know, I've gotten those kind of things from multiple people that I thought, you know, that I was being triangulated with my ex by, you know, her saying, oh, so-and-so thinks this about you, or they think this about you, and they said this. And then when I, you know, am able to do some investigative discovery, um, find out that's not the case. In fact, yeah, I said that, but that's totally taken out of context. That's not what I meant. That's that's out of context. What I said was, and then I, they get a chance to explain themselves, and it's amazing how many times you've been triangulated that is total bullshit. Everything's a truth twist. There's literally nothing you can trust from a narcissist. And they will ramble and they will ramble and they will ramble and they will praise themselves and praise themselves and praise themselves while simultaneously dismissing you, dismissing your identity, shaming you, guilting you, shaming your feelings, your spiritual beliefs, your financial you know, setting, however you are financially set. Um, they need it all and they'll, they'll stop at nothing until you're just completely destroyed. I mean, there was just, yeah, there was just a lot going on this weekend and, um, getting that email from someone, um, really made me relate so much and it brought me back to a place when I first eventually left and how hard it was. And it was really hard. Um, after I left, it was just this, you know, pure ecstasy. I remember, but when I really went back, you know, I've discussed it before, but when I really went back after this, you know, last day or two, um, and thought about it, it wasn't pure ecstasy at first. Um, it took me a day or two or three, I don't remember, but I went on a roller coaster ride of emotions of feeling so nice that I could just sit on the couch and do nothing for like five minutes at a time. Felt nice to just relax and not think about anything and not have to worry about somebody screaming at me or, 
you know, ridiculing me for not doing what they want me to do. Um, but then I had the fear of my children because there was that dangling carrot for me of my children and what they must be going through and where their heart's at and where their heartache's at and what is, what is being said to them about their father. Um, this fear that my narcissist was once again going to try to hoover me back in and fear that of if I was going to be strong enough to, to fight it because of the fact that, you know, she had that carrot of, of my children and the shame and the guilt and the everything else that, that a narcissist had been, you know, at that point been able to pull on me four or five different times at that point of me trying to escape, trying to escape, trying to escape to just have all my insecurities that she's created in me fall apart. And I just cave and go back in because I've got nowhere else to go. I've got no sustainable future outside of the two of us because everything was bonded. There was so many bonds that kept hoovering me back in and I was, I was terrified. But once I realized she wasn't going to hoover me back in, I think because she knew that I knew she was cheating on me. So I had that smoking gun. Um, she didn't really try. She didn't really try. But I think it's also because I set boundaries and standards that were very strict to not even let her try. And at that point, I'd read so many books and I'd gained so much knowledge. I knew there was no way in hell it was going to work. I knew there was no way in hell it was going to work. So I couldn't go back. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. I just logically, I'm like, there's no way I could. But you have these thoughts that just go up and down and up and down and... It's crazy. <laughs> I know, but it gets better. It gets better. And these episodes go longer in between. Um, as long as you keep growing and keep focusing, you just can't ignore the past or you're not learning from it. You've got to learn from the past. That's how we, that's how we grow as people is learning from our, our experiences our successes, our failures, whatever it is. I apologize for this one being a short message, but I get, I don't really apologize. I don't know why I'm apologizing. I just, uh, you know, sometimes like to talk out my feelings, but there's, there's a lot to, to unpack. I think that's going on inside my head and I just wanted to release this quickly before going to pick up my kids because I won't have another chance to do so in the next couple of days. Um, I really appreciate everybody who's reached out to me, who feels, um, empowerment through, you know, similarities in our stories or, um, feels that this might be the, the next step to moving out and moving on with your life. Um, I'm here for you. Um, anyone ever wants to reach out to me and email me, feel free to do so. If I don't respond right away, I apologize. I do my best. I will do my best. Um, much love to everyone. Have a good day. And I will do my best again to put out a podcast a little bit sooner this next time around. Thank you. <laughs>